Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And what I wanted to discuss in this episode is understanding really a fundamental uh, way of how you actually convert somebody in medical sales and in sales in general. And this is kind of a topic that I've been trying to figure out while I've been doing these podcast episodes. Um, And when I say figure out, how do I, how do I take what I feel is right, what intuitively is right to me and what I've experienced and how do I put that verbally so you can understand it. And I, I think I've got it. We'll see how this goes. Um, but pay attention to this episode. If you, you know, if you've got the time, make sure you listen to this whole thing because I think it's actually going to be really helpful, but you've got to stay with me on this one to make sure that you understand where I'm going with it. Cause I'm, I'm still, I think I've got it worked out, but anyway, let me just give this a shot. So if you guys have ever seen, well, back, uh, it was probably a year or two into my career when I bought the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And if you haven't read that book, make sure you buy it. You can get it at like half price books for like $3. But it'll, that was probably the most impactful book that I've ever read. And I've read a lot of good books since then, but that was really the second or third book that I read when I really started getting into reading, let's say. Um, and it had a profound impact on me and it really has affected me probably more than anything else. Uh, but anyway, in that book, there's a, there's a picture that he uses. Um, and it might be a couple of pictures, but you know, you've probably seen them before and it's an image where you can look at it two different ways. And you know, it's either you look at one and it's like, you look at it one way and it's a young girl young girl's face or you look at it another way and it's an old woman's face and it's all dependent on how you look at the image and there there's another one that you know it's it's either two people kissing or it's a wine glass and depending on how you want to look at the image you're going to see either the wine glass or the two people kissing and so I'm going to use that image kind of in this podcast as the analogy but fundamentally in sales what you're trying to do like sales is not about trying to convince somebody else that they're wrong and you're right. Sales is I need to get the other person to see my perspective on any given topic. So the perspective that I have on the products that I sell, I need them to see my perspective because it could be that the other person that your customer is going to look at the same problem the same way and say, nah, I'm going to use this product. But where I think most salespeople go wrong is that when you are trying to pitch your product, when you're trying to persuade your product, you persuade your customers, when you're trying to get them to see your side of the deal, you're starting to sell your products prior to them looking at that image the same way that you're looking at it. So you're looking at the image seeing a wine glass and you're, and you're selling wine glasses 
and the customer is looking at the image and they see two people kissing. They don't see the wine glass. So you're going to walk in there and you're going to start talking about why they should buy your wine glasses. And they're looking at the image saying, I don't like, I don't even see a wine glass. Like, like that's, what are you talking about? You have to make sure that the customer is looking at any given problem, looking at the picture, we're using the picture as analogy, as an analogy, you've got to make sure that they're looking at the image and seeing the wine glass before you start trying to sell them wine glasses. Okay. If you're looking at it and here's my perspective, I see the wine glass. You can't sell them wine glasses if they're looking at the image and they're seeing two people kissing. You've got to get them to see it through your eyes first before you start selling them your product. And so many people, I think, in my experience, what I've seen, what I've started to, what I think I've articulated or I'm currently articulating is that most people try to sell their product to you or vice versa. You're trying to sell your product to somebody else before you've confirmed with that person that they're actually looking at the problem the same way, that, that they're looking at the same thing, seeing the same things, and then they're just making the other decision, right? So let's let's make this a little bit more that was a little bit abstract, but stay with me. Let's make it a little bit more concrete for what we do here. Let's talk ACL reconstruction. So the gold standard in ACL reconstruction is bone tendon bone uh, autographed, BTB autographed, your central third of the patellar tendon. And you get, if you're listening to this, you maybe you don't know anything about ACL reconstruction. That's fine. I Stay with me. I don't think that I'm going to make sure that you don't have to know everything about ACL reconstruction to to make this relevant. What I'm going to do is contrast that with a a different way of doing ACL reconstruction. So the gold standard for the longest time in ACL is to do autograph BTB. You take your central third of the patellar tendon and you use that for the ACL. And that is still to this day what the majority of high-level athletes or people that are very active are getting. Now that's kind of started to change for any number of reasons we were not going to get into now. But if let's say, you know, when I was with Arthrex in the past, we had a new technique come out for ACL reconstruction. It was called all inside ACLs. Okay. You do an all inside ACL for, you know, there's a, a number of features and benefits on why you would want to do an all inside ACL. So I want to use that as kind of the example here. You've got a surgeon that is doing autograph BTB and they've done it that way forever, and it's the gold standard in their mind, and you're trying to sell them on doing an all-inside ACL, because that's the, that's the ACL technique you want them to do, or you would like them to do, or you'd like to convert them away from you know, their current technique or, or the competitor product over to yours. So what you can't do is, start wa- is walk into that interaction, start talking to the doctor about why he should do all inside ACL reconstruction without making sure that he's looking at the image the same way. Okay. So he's done BTB, autograph BTB for the longest time. And it's the gold standard. He doesn't yet see why there's a problem there. Okay. Like if he did, he's probably coming to you asking, what are the options here? Or he's pursuing them on his own. But if you start walking in and saying, here's why you should do this technique, he's going to be looking at it saying, well, Like my patients do great with autograph BTB. This is the gold standard. I'm getting bone to bone healing instead of tendon to bone healing, which is going to be better, which is going to happen faster. It's the stiffest construct at time zero. Why would I want to do something else? Like you've got to get him to look at the image, look at the problem, look at the procedure, 
the same way that you're looking at it before you start talking about any of your products. So you've got to ask them, have you ever considered doing something other than BTB ACL? No, I haven't. Okay, fair enough. It's the gold standard. It's been the gold standard for a long time. But there are also new techniques that have come about that I think have some benefits. You know, would you ever consider looking at another way of doing it if you could increase the collagen in the ACL? You know, there's, I'm gonna to try to not lose anybody on, on ACL reconstruction. BTB autographed, there, there are a number of reasons why you may wanna consider doing an all inside ACL. One of them is you get more collagen per ACL, essentially, because the patellar tendon is wide and flat, so it's wide, but the actual thickness of the graft is not that thick because it's kind of ribbon-like. But if you do an all-inside ACL, you're taking a tendon and you're, you're quadrupling it over and you're getting a really thick piece of collagen. Anyway, there's, try not to lose anybody here. There's, there are reasons why you may want to consider doing something else. But if this doctor hasn't seen that yet, or he's still looking at the image seeing two people kissing and he's not seeing a wine glass, you've got you've to give him a reason to look at it from your perspective first. Hey, you know, the reason why we developed this technique is because we recognize that you could get more collagen in the ACL by doing this technique, you know, which in our mind would be preferable. Would you agree with that? Well, yeah, in theory I would, right? Like the other thing that we looked at is, you know, you get a lot of anterior, or it's, it's common to get anterior knee pain postoperatively when you do a BTB ACL because you're taking a chunk of bone from the tibial tubercle and the patella, you know, and doing this technique eliminates any of the anterior knee pain that you would get. That would be preferable, right? <laughs> like you've got to start walking the surgeon down the path, not to, not to buy your product, not to say, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do your technique. You're not going to go show him your new reamer that lets you do all inside ACL. You're not going to show him your fixation. You're going to talk to him about why he should consider looking at ACL reconstruction differently, at least temporarily. At least you get him to see, hey, maybe there is a better way to look at this. Maybe I should update my technique. I've been doing this for 20 years. Maybe I should consider, hey, there's a new technique out there that might be, be, might be a better option, you know? And it doesn't mean you're going to win anybody. Doesn't mean you're going to win everybody. But you do have to get them to see the image the way you're seeing it before you start selling them a product. If you start selling a product and you think that they have you think they're looking at ACL reconstruction the way you're seeing it and you haven't actually confirmed that, yeah, they're looking at it that same way. They're like, it's going to go over their head and they might be nice to you. They might be, Oh yeah, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a call. Yeah. Let me, let me think about it. <laughs> like, and you're never going to, you're never going to get the call back. You're never going to get the email because they never, they weren't ready to see it. Their eyes actually haven't seen it yet. They haven't seen the wine glass. They're just seeing the people kissing. Um, I hope this is landing <laughs> with people. Um, and what you've got to do is whatever products you're selling, whatever the products are that you're selling, or you're trying to get into sales, maybe you're, you're trying to sell the person that's, that you're interviewing with to hire, to hire you. You've got to make sure that they're looking at the problem the same way and address it if they're not. You know, are you looking at ACL reconstruction the same way I am? Because in my view, it would be preferable to have this. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, I guess it would be. Oh, interesting. And then if you walk them down that path of just, 
you don't need to get them to say yes. This kind of goes back to the um, taking somebody from no to yes through maybe. You're not trying to take somebody from no to yes. You're trying to take them off of no way in hell. <laughs> You're trying to take them off of I've done it this way forever and I'm not doing it any differently. You're, ju- you're just trying to move them one unit away from there to where they're like, okay, it's not likely, but at least I, w- I would give you that. Maybe it would be worth looking at new technology that's come out in the last five years, the last 10 years on ACO rate constructions. Or maybe I should look at the, the countrywide outcomes measures on this technique versus that technique. Or, you know, whatever product you guys are selling and whatever the data is that backs up why they should be using your product. Maybe I should consider why I should use this biologic product over this biologic product. You know, have you seen the new data that has come out that says this may perform better than this? You know, no, I haven't. Well, let's take a look at that. Or do you mind show, uh, do you mind let me show you that or talk about that? Have a conversation about it. You're trying to, you're trying to, you need them to look at the image. And it's it's the best way I've come up with thus far is look at the image. They need to be able to see the wine glass, not just the people kissing. Then you can talk to them about why they should buy your wine glass. Then you can talk to them about, well, here's what we can do. Here's how our product is better. Here's how our biological product performs better. Here's what the data shows. All those things. But you've got to get them to see it through your eyes. They need to see your perspective and then let them make a decision, Right? Like the objective is not to push somebody to use your product. The objective is how can I get them to see through my eyes, the problem at hand and the solution that we provide. If they look at the problem, if they acknowledge, okay, yeah, it would be more, it would be preferable to have a larger diameter collagen bundle for an ACL. Yeah, it would be preferable not to break through the anterior tibial cortex if I don't have to. Yeah, it would be preferable to not have to harvest the anterior you know, central third of the patellar tendon so that I don't get patients complaining of post-operative anterior knee pain. Yeah, I would. So, okay. So they see all that. They start to see the image from a different perspective. Yeah, that would be preferable. And you present, then you just present your product. Here's what we do for that. Here's how we provide those things. Here's why we make it better than the next person. Here's why this is new and innovative and why you should consider using us. Then just let them make the decision from there. Then it's just up to them. Like maybe they still say, well, I get it. I see. I'm with you that that would be better, but I'm not going to switch because of this. Or, you know, this still seems like the right way for me to do it. And I need to see more clinical data. I need, you know, two to five year outcomes measures, or I need this or that, or this is too expensive and I'm not going to do it in my surgery center. Okay. At least you know the facts at that point. At least you're getting an honest dialogue from the customer. But what you're for sure not getting when you're for sure not getting an honest dialogue is when you're trying to sell a product to somebody before they're actually seeing it from your perspective. They're just saying the two people kissing, they're not seeing the wine glass, and they're just giving you answers. And and that's when that's when you're gonna struggle. That's when you're gonna get frustrated that, you know, they said in the meeting that they were gonna think about it, or they said in the appointment that they would follow up with me and they're not. And you know, I'm not making any headway. Well, like sales is a numbers game. But it's also an art form. It's science and it's science and art. So you do need the volume, but it's understand it's how do I get them to see it through my eyes? See it from my perspective and then hands up, make your decision. If you're gonna stay with what you're doing, cool. At least you know that there's another way to do it that's preferential. Or there is another way to look at the problem that could be better. And then just let let it be that way. 
let the customer make the decision. Here's the deal. This is why we think this is better. Here's why we produce this product this way. Here's our processing technique for this. And this is why we do it that way. And this is why we think it's better. Cool. And then, and then you're good. But like that is, I'm recognizing I'm rambling and going in circles here. So I'm going to shut it down. <laughs> but that is the objective. That's what I want you to, to, I want to use that image as kind of the, the metaphor for how you think about it. Don't start pitching your product until you, till you can confirm or that you do your best to get somebody to see it from your perspective first. See the image your way. See the problem your way and then present your product. That has to come first. You can't start selling it before you do that. So um, I hope that communicates. If not, um, or if you think there's a better way to communicate that, let me know. But I uh, hope that's helpful. So um, thank you all for listening. If you're still listening, which you're probably not, but thank you guys. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.